Welcome to the Film Coterie. I'm Roger. I'm Adam. And this is our Overlook preview special episode. It's finally Overlook week. I've been looking forward to this all year. And this Thursday I fly to New Orleans and get to spend four days in a dark movie theater seeing all kinds of new horror movies. It sounds just like your kind of jam. It's exactly my kind of jam. So, we are recording this a bit late. We've been watching the Blue Jackets game. (laughs) It's just gone to its second overtime. And uh, we decided that we're just going to start recording instead of waiting it out. Yeah, so if I inadvertently scream during the podcast... Or I swear during the podcast. You'll know what happened. <laughs> awesome. So so for our listening audience, explain to them what the Overlook Festival, let's give them a little background for those that may not be familiar with it and uh, kind of where it comes from and your history with it. Yes. Yeah, so Overlook used to be the Stanley Film Festival. This is a film festival that celebrated uh, The Shining, the film more than the book. Right. And it used to take place at the Stanley Hotel in Colorado, which is where they filmed the interiors sure. for The Shining. And then it got rebooted uh, last year as the Overlook Film Festival. And it's now a festival that's going to travel each year to a different location, still kind of themed to The Shining. So last year it was in Portland on Mount Hood, and that's where they shot the exteriors for The Shining. This year it's in New Orleans at the, at the Bourbon Orleans Hotel. And that is where Stephen King was inspired to create the twins in the oh, book and okay. in the movie because this is the, the hotel they allegedly haunt. Nice. So hopefully when I'm coming back late at night, I'm not going to turn a corner and see <laughs> the twins inviting uh, me to stay for a while. You are a brave man, Adam. All I have to say is you're flying to New Orleans, going solo, staying out till 2 a.m. in the morning, watching scary movies, and then walking back to your car late at night in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I'm not that brave though. I'm not doing blackout. This is true. Uh, blackout. The registration went up this week and it instantly booked up. This is a good deal for people that go. Normally, there's a charge for it in LA, New York. It's free if you're an all access badge holder. And there are brave souls out there that that sign up right away. They did announce this is something new. They're workshopping whatever they're going to do to people. And not only did they have to sign the pages and pages of waivers, right? There's an NDA this year, a non-disclosure agreement. They have to agree not to discuss whatever happens to them. It's a firm embargo. I mean, it may lift at a later date, but yeah, you could be in legal trouble if you disclose. They have to want to sue you for whatever they're going to do to you this weekend. So we've talked about blackout before on the show. And for those of you maybe that don't know what that is, that's where you have to survive. How long? Like 90 minutes or something? Or? Well, every blackout experience is different. This is a shorter experience because okay. they're trying to give people, uh, they want to get more people through it. I believe this is only a half hour experience. Okay. But that half hour, depending on what they could do to you, might seem like quite the stretch. So. Right. I'm not doing blackout. No. I will talk about two other immersive theater experiences that I am signed up for and doing, but we'll get to that later in the episode. Sure. So for this episode, I wanted to spotlight a few of the big movies that are are playing there. Yeah. And then when we come back, we're going to have our first Overlook review. Yes. We've seen Ghost Stories from IFC. Roger and I watched it this evening. They were kind enough to send us an early screener. So we'll give you our thoughts on that. And that'll be premiering at Overlook, and then it'll be out later in select theaters this week on Friday, and also on cable VOD. So on VOD from your cable provider. Right. Excellent. So, Adam, what the, the, the con goes from Thursday night through su- Sunday night. Yep. And so um, Friday is the big premiere night. What do we have to look forward to for Thursday night? The big, I mean, Thursday night, the, the, the premiere night. 
Thursday's light schedule wise. Um, the the big movie that night is a sequel to Unfriended. I've not seen the original, but where that took a supernatural approach, this is a sequel name only. It's called Unfriended Dark Web. Okay. And instead of having any kind of supernatural element, they're focusing on someone stalking you online. Right. You get some. I think the person gets someone's laptop they shouldn't have, and that's a scary person who starts coming after them. So it got good reviews out of South by Southwest. I think it was a surprise premiere there. No one even knew they'd shot a sequel to this. So now it's coming to Overlook. And then after that, it's a, it's a Blumhouse a distributed title. Okay. After that, Blumhouse is throwing the opening night party. Oh, nice. So you get good parties at Overlook. That's one of the many reasons you go. So Blumhouse is throwing the opening party, and A24 is throwing the closing party. Nice. I still have to figure out where, but it's New Orleans, so there's a lot of cool venues that this could sure. be at. Well, it sounds like from start to finish, it's going to be kind of a fun trip for you. Um, what, what? Let's walk through the the rest of the schedule, maybe. You know, um, some of the highlights for the from the weekend, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. So jumping forward to Friday, it's nice at Overlook. You have your mornings off. Nothing really starts till about one o'clock. Oh, that and you need that. <laughs> Eat breakfast, go to the spa, not see something scary. Calm down. Whatever you need to do, you. Have, do a little sightseeing. You could do that in the mornings. Um, so on Friday, a title I'm, a fr- I'm excited to see is called Sex Madness Revealed. Okay. I don't know much about this. I think it's an older film that's been discovered, some kind of goofy film, but it's been redubbed or something. Patton Oswalt's behind it. So um, I think it's going to be just kind of a fun retooled movie. Okay. But uh, that's premiering early. Uh, what Keeps You Alive from Colin Minahan. He was one of the producers on last year's uh, Stillborn. That was a, a decent-sized hit that came okay. out of Overlook. This is their next movie. Um, I think, if we read right, it just got picked up from IFC. Wow. Just today. Yeah. So it's an early fest pickup. It's going to have its world premiere, and IFC releasing just picked it up. Nice. That's a big pickup for them. Mm-hmm. And then also on Friday, we get Pumpkin Pie Show. Our friend... Uh, Clay. Clay. Sorry, I forgot. Clay yeah. McLeod Chapman. Clay McLeod Chapman. Uh, the first Pumpkin Pie Show. Uh, it's called Skullduggery. Okay. I believe it's some new work that he's done. He's also going to be presenting some various one-on-ones. And that booked up really fast. I don't know if they're going to add any seatings, but that's a great chance to, to sit with Clay and have him tell you a story for 20 minutes or so. And he's also doing a show of his older material sometime later in the weekend. But Friday night around 6 will be his new Skullduggery content. Nice. Nice. Also be the premiere of St. Agatha from Darren Lynn Bozeman. I don't know if you came with me to Devil's Carnival or Repo. He's done these traveling shows. Right. Yes, you did. Um, no, that was, sorry, that was someone else. Someone I don't think you've seen his stuff. I have not. You've seen his partner stuff, Terrence Dedunich. Yes. 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 He did the American Murder Song. Yes. Okay. So Darren is a horror filmmaker. Okay. Most famous for some of the Saw movies, some of the sequels that were better before the series kind of descended. <laughs> okay. But St. Agatha, I don't know anything about it. It's a, it's a new movie premiere, and uh, I imagine it involves a nun. I, I think I've seen some nuns in the promo material. There you go. Scary nuns. Unlike Scary the nuns, huh? Serious nuns we <laughs> talked about in Novitiate. Yes. And then there's a couple movies I want to see that evening. The Ranger sounds just like a fun slasher of a crazy ranger hunting down punk kids in the woods that are smoking and breaking all the rules. Oh, yeah. And he's got an axe to grind with these teenagers that are going to desecrate his woods. 
Well, well, I'm sensing a theme here. When you go to these cons, you have to kind of mix it up. Yes. You know, you got to get your your horror shorts. You got to get your you know your your real suspenseful you know psychological horror. Then you got to get your kind of fun campier slasher, slasher splatter fest. You know, uh, so you need a good mixture to kind of make it through the weekend. It sounds like. Yeah, and what's different about Overlook than other festivals? Other festivals are. Movie, 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 movie. You grind it out day after day. You see movies from when you wake up to when you go to bed. You try to do your coverage in the middle. Overlook breaks it up by having all these extra elements, all the theatrical stuff, right. the immersive theater. There's a lot of VR experiences, which is a nice break. So you're not just stuck in a theater seat for four days straight. I mean, it can feel a little bit like Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. At some point, you may feel like you're sitting there and your eyes are being held open. That's not <laughs> Overlook. They give you a, a ton of content to choose from. Uh, also on Friday night is a new Puppet Master movie. Have you ever seen any of the Puppet Masters? I, I don't know. I don't think I have. I mean, I'm very familiar with the series, but I don't think I've seen any of them. Always low budget, always fun. Literally just about killer puppets. They tried to kind of create a complex mythology about these things, about their master. Kind of a twisted Pinocchio story. This is going back and making it all new. It's a reboot from Thomas Lennon, um, also from S. Craig Zoller, the guy that wrote and directed Subblock 99. Okay. So it's a horror comedy, from what I understand. It's going to take place at a convention like Comic-Con. A guy brings the puppets. They come to life and start murdering cosplayers and <laughs> LARPers. I like it. It could be fun. And it's Puppet Master. So yeah. this is not a holy property among horror f- properties, but something fun that could be rebooted and, and be something kind of special by no, being absolutely. funny and, sure. and just brought to the modern age. And let me jump forward then to Saturday. That's just two days. That's the first half, and there's so much. Oh, man, to I'm telling you, that's a ton of content just in two days. So, how do you pace yourself when you go to you go to a lot of these festivals, Adam? And so, how do you how do you pace yourself to where you're not just burned out? Is there a routine you have? Is there certain certain foods you eat? Is there you know um, times you sleep? I mean, how do you, how do you do this? Come on, if if, if you're going to give advice to the first time con goer what would you say festival goer every con is different this one is not a marathon thankfully it's just four days anyone can do four days fantastic fest being eight days long by the end of that you see some broken souls wandering around people that just look like (laughs) they're ready for daylight yes and it is my goal to do fantastic fest that's kind of on my long-term radar draft house has good food but not good enough food to keep you happy for eight days with a straight menu for breakfast lunch and dinner you have to get out, eat something else. Right. Usually fast food. Maybe find some time for a sit-down restaurant. Overlook's a different beast. There's some more time in between. And thankfully, we're getting some screeners ahead of time from these yes. companies. So I can. And so that enables you to watch them, kind of review them, and mm-hmm. then gives you some break time to really maybe you know, get your thoughts down and you know, that kind of stuff. And not feel like you just have to rush from movie to movie to movie. With 20 minutes in between. Because literally at Fantastic Fest, you get out of a movie... You try to find a bathroom without a line, and then you're back into the next movie. Wow. So, yeah. This one's not as much of a grind. Uh, Obviously, the big movie on Saturday night is Hereditary. Very excited about this one. Which a lot of your friends are going to be a little jealous. (laughs) They're going to have to wait till June. It's got a national release in June from May 24. Yep. But, yeah. I've been excited about this since I ever saw the first trailer. And I understand a new trailer went up. It's a little spoilery from what I've heard, so I'm not watching it. 
I'm not going in blind because I've seen the first trailer, but I don't know anything about this. Now, are we going to be on embargo until June? No. It's already been reviewed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no embargo on that one. Upgrade is also playing that night. It looks fun. Uh, a guy's typical revenge story, a guy's wife gets murdered. He's paralyzed in the attack. A well-suited man shows up and offers him a chip. I think I've seen the, I think I've seen the trailer for that. It's funny because the chip lets him walk. And it talks to him like Siri, but it's a male right. voice. And it helps him fight. It helps him do kung fu. Yeah, I saw the trailer. He was like about to get his butt kicked. And then it said, would you like me to take over and fight for you? And then he's like doing all these killer moves. And, and he stuff. looks surprised as he's right. doing this. Yes. Thing. The best line from the trailer is he's yelling, he's got a knife. You know, as the guy's coming at him and his body takes the knife away from him. And the AI voice goes, we've got a knife. Yeah, exactly. I saw it at Gateway. They had the oh, trailer. Yeah, so that's Upgrade. That's playing Saturday night. I'm excited to see that. Um, Wolfman's Got Nards, a documentary about the Monster Squad, <laughs> if you remember that line from the movie. No, I would be down with that. Yeah. Absolutely. They actually shot part of this at Fantastic Fest when I was there. Okay. They had a Monster Squad-themed party, celebration of the movie, and they filmed all that for the documentary. So they had a lot of memorabilia from the movie set up. And That's it, cool. So, Yeah. I'll have to check this out because we couldn't watch the movie at Fantastic Fest. They were still editing and they were shooting that last party scene where they brought right. some of the cast. So I'm definitely checking out Wolfman's Got Nards. It's a great title. Oh, yeah. And I love Monster Squad. So I can't resist that. Yep. And then you've survived. You've made it to Sunday. Last day. Party that night? There's no party that night. The last party's on Saturday night. There's, oh, okay. It'd be too much. There's parties every other night, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, and Saturday. And that's after you're done watching movies for yes. the day. And Sunday is the day to catch the stuff you missed. Okay. There's nothing new, but you have your choice usually between three screens at every slot. So you're going to miss titles. You're going to hear buzz about stuff. And that's just when you want to hit the stuff that people have told you you need to see. Um, one of those movies will probably hit on Sunday is Arizona right? with Danny McBride. And again, I'm, I'm happy. I don't know much about this. I don't even know if there's a trailer out there. It's a little bit of a revenge title, I think, with a robbery gone wrong or something. Okay. But Danny McBride being in it is what interests me. Sure. So that's Overlook. Wow. It's going to fly by. You're like, four days. You know, what are you going to do for four days? And at the end of it, you're like, yeah, that, that went really It'll fast. be just a blur for you by the time before it's all said and done. Well, that's exciting, Adam. We're looking forward to having you come back and tell us about the festival. And uh, we have an actual movie from the festival to review tonight. So we're going to review Ghost Stories. And uh, Martin Freeman is in it. And uh, um, I'm excited to share my thoughts about the movie. And, uh, you know, being the non-horror person, uh, I think you had you got a kick out of watching me watch it, but um. I couldn't watch it with an audience. You know, it's a screener. You just watch it at home. So I thought right. I need to bring Roger over so I can get some sound effects. There you go. Well, you got some. So uh, this is the film coterie, and we'll be right back with a little taste of ghost stories. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Professor Philip Goodman. <laughs> my job is to explain the unexplainable, untangle the truth from the fiction. You don't have to have your life ruled by superstitious fear. It's all true. Three cases I couldn't explain. You go and investigate if you dare. Things are not always as they seem. Tell me about your incident. 
You don't believe, do you? Hello? I don't want people looking at me and thinking that I'm mad. Because I know what I saw. No, 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 no. Do you believe in evil, Professor? I didn't. Until that night. Maria? Science. I know you're still there. The spirit. I understand how easy it is to get confused. Don't let them fools get into your head, mate. Everything. All right, and we're back, and we're going to be reviewing the film Ghost Stories. So, Adam. Give us a little background about Ghost Stories and what it's about, and uh, yeah, let's jump into it. So Ghost Stories is a new anthology. It's coming out from IFC Midnight. It'll be available this Friday. It's premiering Thursday at Overlook, and then it'll be out Friday in select theaters, as well as on demand from your local cable provider. So it's an anthology set up for horror. Right. It's about a professor who is a professional debunker of ghosts and supernatural events. He yeah. goes around and he, he he shows how the how the con men do it, whether it's a guy with a radio in his ear pretending to be a psychic. Right. To everything else. And he's got a a mentor, a guy that he's followed his whole career and vanished. And this guy reaches out to him and says, I could never solve these three cases. So that's the framework. That's the skeleton for the anthology is that then our professor looks into these three cases that his mentor could not solve. Yeah. And I have to say, man, you know, it's about, it's right there at the threshold of my horror limit. <laughs> I was really, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was good, but I was like, oh, I, I hate that, that tension, that slow build, you know, I just can't handle it, man. And so I end up putting my hand in front of my eyes and doing the little gate, peeking, peeking, peeking. And I can vouch for this. Now, as anthologies go, this one does not switch up subgenre. Right. These are all ghost stories. Oh, yeah. Hence the title, Ghost Stories. And three kind of different ghost stories. Yes. I, I don't want to give a lot away, but, you know, it was good to see the second act specifically was a familiar, you know, one that I'm familiar with kind of a, a, a ghost story. And so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie, even though it was quite terrifying a lot, you know, but it wasn't terrifying in a bad way, you know, more of just in a, in a ghost story way. You yeah. Know? People always have the same questions for horror. So if you're on the verge of not watching this, it is tense. I will say that not as, as, as tense as a quiet place, but tense. There's no gore. There's no nudity. Right. There's nothing extreme in this. Right. These are your typical ghost stories. So the first one, without spoiling anything, just briefly, is a night watchman in a creepy building. And, you know, something not good is going on. Yes. The lights are flickering. He's got to go yes. to the basement. Yes. It's that type of ghost story. The second one was probably my favorite for mood. Uh, a young boy. You see both his home life, which is a little bit strange. Oh, yeah. And you also see that something happened to him out on the road in the middle of nowhere. Yep. That he was, has, he that has was, an encounter. It, that was a fun one. I really enjoyed the kids, just his portrayal, you yes. know, very deranged, very psychotic. His eyes are just it, darting everywhere. I, I mean, really believable. Like, this kid is nuts, you know? 
And then the last story of the anthology goes to a rich couple who are about to have a, a child late in their careers. And, you know, there's something just different with this pregnancy. And there's strange goings on in the home as well. Maybe, yeah. there's, maybe there's a poltergeist. Maybe so. So those are the three stories, and it, it's wrapped around this professor. Yeah. But what I will say, all these stories are connected. It, yes. It rewards viewers, I think. For paying attention. For paying attention. The yes. little details. Numbers in the background. Absolutely. Colors. It all comes back, and I think it weaved it pr- together pretty well. Yeah. So some of these anthologies can feel just so disjointed. Yeah. But this one, I think, is nice and tight. No, I, I would agree. Not really being an expert on it, I would agree. And I would say that maybe um, we had, I think you and I maybe had one question about what one aspect, how did it fit in? And we kind of worked it out, I think, eventually. But for the most part, he really wrapped all three stories together and you didn't really catch on to it until halfway through the second when you thought, oh, I, I think I saw that. You start seeing some common themes, yeah. whether visual or whether narrative. There's some themes that right. run throughout. And what I liked about it, and this isn't giving anything away, is that even the three separate stories, even though they all intertwine, it ties into the overarching story as well. So he really wraps in four stories, yeah. you know, four horrific stories in this movie. So... uh I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm kind of glad I watched it. And um, I would have never watched it by myself, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's beautifully shot. There's a lot of great scenes in it. it. It does a good job of not being too claustrophobic. You're not always in a basement. You know, the locales change. You get yeah. some nice beachfront stuff. Not, and woods. outside stuff. And there was one scene specifically where uh, Martin Freeman goes to visit his idol. You know, the guy that... Not Martin Freeman, but... um. The main character, right. what was his name? The the, the professor, Professor me. Goodman. Yeah, Professor Goodman. He goes to visit his his um, idol in the beginning of the movie, where he gets the three stories, you know, and he's devastated that his idol, who was a debunker, a demither, is now a full believer in the paranormal, you know. Yeah. And I loved it when he leaves his trailer. There's a, a really cool shot of him stopping, and he stands there, and half the road is washed away. I don't know if you caught that or not, but it's a real jagged road, and like half of it's washed away from the ocean and the tide. And it kind of was like, that's a really cool symbolism of, you know, kind of eroded and washed away as some of his belief system was washed away by meeting his idol who now believes in the paranormal. There are a lot of very fun visual cues in this. Oh, yeah. There's almost, if the camera lingers on an object, it's for purpose. And you better pay attention because it's going to come, come back. back. Yeah. yeah. There, like I said, everything interweaves pretty nicely. Um, not, I mean, on a scare level, this is on the lower end of it. You know, if you go to one to 10, this is in the one to four range. And this is an eight to nine for me. <laughs> okay. You said right on the threshold. <laughs> there are some jump scares. Yes. Used effectively, not overused. Um, the one nitpick I'll have with this movie, and overall I had fun with it, I, I do like it in the end, is that it didn't really feel like some of the stories were paying off. With these kind of anthologies, it's like a joke. You're kind of setting it up and you need a punchline, you know, something to pay off at the end. Right. And, and it, it just felt like some of the stories just let the air out at the end and go on to the next thing without a cleaner resolution. Or, than leaving, I was you, or leaving you on a more of a suspenseful cliffhanger, maybe. Some end so suddenly. Yeah. I wasn't ready for them to end. You know, it didn't feel like the natural ending to that part of the story. Yeah, no, I hear you. But when you see the whole together, it might make more sense why they did that. Yeah, and I agree, Adam. I, I, you know, I think it ties in and it works all right. You know, I mean, 
Yeah, it, it, they were shortened a little bit, but in the end, I think it really pays off. You know, there is a good use of humor throughout this movie. There are some funny things. I think the tension is led up nicely by the story frame because we move from one case to the next. You can kind of relax a little bit as a viewer, right? Between the cases, yeah. So it, it has a nice tension relief mechanism built into the story. Awesome. Now performances across the board, I thought were pretty good. Yeah, the acting was very solid. Absolutely. I, I think the kid was the highlight for me. You know, he really, I mean, he just, the just his facial expressions were phenomenal. I just loved his acting. And uh, um, yeah, that's Alex Lothar. He plays Simon. Yeah, he, I thought he was great. And I tell you what, what's fun about his story is it's kind of broken into two parts. He's got this weird thing going on in his house that we're not going to spoil. And- very weird. And you're thinking, you know, we mentioned it after the show. We said, you could make a whole movie yeah. based around this kid in his house. Yes. There is something so amiss in this house that you're going to talk about it. Because, but because, because, I'm sorry, one of the disappointing things for me was we go back to the inve- the professor, and when, when, you know, the kid's telling his story, it flashes back to his story. And then I wanted to go back to the house. And we cut right to the professor going to check out the woods. Right. The house is underutilized. But I was man, like, man, I want more of that house. It was such good mood, perfect oh, setup whew. that I thought the case was going to involve the house. And it yeah, doesn't. It's and it a, doesn't at whether all. Whether it's a purposeful red herring, but just so well executed on that house sequence. And uh, I mean, the weakest of the three for me was the first one. The Night Watchman. Yeah. More of a traditional, just traditional kind of scare. scare kind of a thing, yeah. And then the Martin Freeman one was great. I liked everything that was happening to him, and I liked great. his performance. Yes, absolutely. So, so overall, um, if you are at Overlook, I, I recommend you check out Ghost Stories. I had fun with it. It's different, you know. For you don't see too many anthologies like this. I mean, it's well put together. Um. But if you don't get a chance at Overlook because you're seeing something else, which no one's going to blame you, there's just way too much going on, you can catch this really soon. Yep. And if you happen to catch this podcast, when it releases, it should go out Thursday, the day that Overlook starts, and you're listening to it, and you're going to Overlook, you need to look up Adam, you know, and say, hey, you know. I'm going to be all over social media. You're not going to be able to miss (laughs) me at this point. Everything's going to be a hashtag Overlook Fest or Overlook Film Fest. Whatever the official hashtag is, I'll be abusing it and abusing it, so you'll see me out there. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for our Overlook preview. Um, when we when we come back next week, we have more movies to review, and then we're right on the corner of Avengers. And there's a lot of great stuff coming in the weeks to come, Adam. It's going to be some good podcasts coming up. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs>